Welcome to the Smarter Business Finance Podcast Season 2. And the first season was just me because I was the sole employee. It was about eight years ago. And I did it out of my house. And now we've graduated from a house to an office. And I'm Rob Mishloff. I founded Smarter Finance USA. And then I joined up with Chet Zekin and we, we founded Smarter Equipment Finance to focus on the equipment side of the business. Hi, Chet. Hey, Rob. So for this first episode, we're gonna talk about starting with why. It's a, a, a famous book and there's a famous TED Talk by Simon Sinek. Mm -hmm. And it's about how companies, it's very easy to tell somebody what you do but it's more difficult to tell them why you do it. Why is that more important? The reason why that's important is because according to Simon Sinek, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So why did you get into this business, Rob? Well, it's an interesting story. I, I was running uh, with, with another guy, a direct mail company, we focused on a product called reverse mortgages, which allowed old people to, to stay in their home and, and not pay their mortgage until they died or, or sell the home. And that business was floundering, and an old employee of ours had gone to work at an equipment financing company, and they were generating leads using direct mail, and I sold direct mail. So I started selling direct mail to folks that that do what, what we do today. And I found, well, selling that mail, a lot of them weren't honest with their customers. And that really pissed me off because I, I had really liked being in the reverse mortgage industry, even though I was just selling advertising to it because I knew my customers were helping people. And by and large, they didn't base their business on lying to somebody. They base their business solely on helping somebody. And that made me feel good about what I did. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I wasn't going to spend the rest of my career making money by helping other people steal. That, that just, just wasn't me. Mm -hmm. And so I started the business with a very strong why. It didn't necessarily matter to me that much what my business was, but I wasn't going to have a business that succeeded by dishonesty, by theft, by ripping off small business owners. And I felt so strongly about it, I wanted to have a business that was solely based on giving business owners transparent information so they could make an informed business decision. And it just happened to be that I implemented that by helping small businesses get loans and helping small businesses lease equipment. Yeah, I remember when you get, first got into the business, you called me, I was working at another company, and uh, you called in, explained your whole idea about how you were gonna get business with blogs and whatnot, and thought it was very interesting. Uh, you wanted to start sending business to us as a, as a lender. I found it interesting, but I'd never heard of anybody doing that and being successful. I'll tell you a funny story about that. Yeah. Because the very first investor or funding source 
that I got signed up with, their business development manager called me and said, hey, congratulations, I understand you're a new broker. How are you going to get business? And I said, well, I've put together a website and the website is going to generate leads because it wasn't generating leads just yet. Right. And I said, and people are going to call in and I'm going to do loans for them. And they're going to be so happy that we told them the truth up front that they're going to choose this company. Mm -hmm. And he laughed and he said, well, what are you going to do once you figure out that doesn't work? And so nine years later, mm -hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do once I figure out this company doesn't work. <laughs> so that's funny because you told me that story a few times. And I had the same thought when you called and you told me that because you told me you didn't know the business that well, that you were, you know, you were a marketing guy, you knew how to build websites, but you didn't really know how to do loans. You're just going to kind of figure it out as you kind of went along. And I thought about it and I was like, well, I mean, he's sincere. Uh, he may not know what he's doing, but like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, let's give this a shot. <laughs> yeah. And incidentally, I, I want to make clear Chet and I weren't business partners yet. Chet was at another company, and I wanted to send his company business when folks came on to, to my website. At the time, it was just my website, not our website. When folks came on to my website, I needed to find a home that best fit that transaction. Mm -hmm. While Rob is going around the equipment leasing industry, making friends, telling everybody how he's going to generate business and his why, at the same point, I was in a transitional period as well. Um, I was happy with my career, but I knew that it just wasn't my home long-term. But when I got that call from you, and then we met up at a, a, a trade show several months later, um, and I got to put a face with the name, I was like, you know, I, I don't know how much business we're going to do with this guy, but I like this guy. Uh, he didn't live too far away. Um, we should hang out sometime. And um, you know, it just so happens not too much longer had a free weekend and decided to call up Rob and ask him if he wanted to go grab a couple of beers one time and we just decided to start talking shop. Yeah, and, uh, and we hit it off and uh, Chet had no idea at that point that I was looking for a business partner and us going to a bar and, and grabbing a couple of beers, he didn't know it was an interview. No, no, you got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I want to talk a little bit more about our why and why having a why for your business is so important. And it's, it's not, okay, so there's marketing, right? We have a website. Our website has, our, has the why kind of dripping out of its pores. But it's not really about leads because, you know, folks come to the website and they fill stuff out. But that's not really where most of our business comes from. Most of our business comes from referral relationships that we've set up. But the key component to that why is that we attract people that are attracted to the way we do business. And so we get employees um, or partners or team members that are here for more than the paycheck. Folks come to work for us who have seen our videos, who have been on the website, where our why speaks to them. One of the things I always say to new sales classes when they come in is we're, we're dealing with small businesses and by and large, unless someone's going to be offended and they usually won't be, you can say a four letter word mm -hmm. when you're talking on the phone to somebody. Treat them like people. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
But when, but we always tell new salespeople, and this one of the first things we make clear, mm -hmm. if I catch you lying to a customer, a vendor, someone in this company, or anybody else, you're fired. Yeah, we don't put up with it. There's one thing to be said about um, acting professionally and you know a certain way to speak. That's not something that Rob and I buy into. We're, we are who we are, and we're not ashamed of that, and we think it's great for everybody to embrace who they are as individuals. Unless, of course, part of who you are is a liar. That just doesn't seem to work out really well with us. We've had a couple of instances, you know, unfortunately, um, but, you know, we've, we've dodged some bullets. We had uh, one guy during the pandemic, cold callers were calling in, you know, as they do, um, trying to look for Rob or me. We're sitting there in the next office, you know, he's in the sales pit. We're sitting there right behind him and he's like, they, they're not here, they're sick. We were all out with COVID. It was like, why even go there? But it kind of opened up Pandora's box and I was like, wait a second, I've, I've heard him say some things that were a little off before. So we went back and listened to some prior calls and sure enough, not only was he was he not being honest with a cold caller that was calling in, you know, but there were referral sources that he was working with that he wasn't being honest with as well. We put it into that immediately. There was no explanation, no begging. It didn't matter. The decision was made as soon as we heard, you know, any shredded dishonesty on the phone with that, uh, um, with anybody. Yeah. And what's really cool is that helps other people here feel like they have their moral compass properly set. Mm -hmm. the, the fact that it's well known that if you lie to somebody, we will fire you. Yeah. That's a threat to a liar, but we don't want liars here anyway. Yeah, it's okay. We're okay if they feel threatened. Turnover is expensive, right? It costs thousands and thousands of dollars to train a new sales team and not all of them are gonna make it. As a business, we wanna reduce churn. Once we've spent who knows how many thousand dollars on somebody, we want this to be their forever home. You know, sales is sales, some won't make it, um, but for the folks that end up being a good fit, they end up having, number one, we're not just here for ourselves. Like, I, we could make money doing anything. It's nice to be able to help facilitate an awesome career for people mm -hmm. where they feel like we have changed their lives. And that centers us very much on, for example, making sure our employees feel valued mm -hmm. and treating them like they are our most important asset. Because let's face it, they are. Let's talk a little bit about our office culture because our why feeds into that. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it's all kind of interrelated and we feel like it, we're not sure how it happened, but it, the pieces just came together mm -hmm. that we have this amazing culture in our company with amazing people. Yeah, so, you know, I think when, when the company first started out, I'll say, uh, I'll be the first to admit, the culture was a little, a little janky to say the very least, like, you know, you're trying to find interesting, creative ways to bring in leads. Uh, I'm trying to find funding sources that'll take on a new company. And I'm also trying to work deals and train a couple of people. We hadn't really figured out who we were yet. You know, all we knew is that, you know, we 
We aren't going to lie to people. We're going to care about our customers. We're going to do our best to take care of our, our employees. Um, we're just going to do things on an, in the ethical way. And I, I feel like our why actually helped create our culture. What I mean by that is our employees know just how deeply we care about not only their work and their production, but them as individuals, human beings, and their families as well. It comes across in almost everything that we do with regards to our, uh, to our team. Um, you know, we don't want people being hungry throughout the day, so we stock the kitchen full of snacks, right? We know it can get a little bit boring on the sales floor, so we pump through different types of music. We try to make it fun, have different contests. Uh, we do company outings. Um, but if I had to tie it back, I think the beginning of our culture actually started with Robert Jackson. I would see Robert Jackson trying to work with new people when they came in as if it was his responsibility, but it wasn't, it was mine. I was just busy trying to, you know, make sure that we had all these programs, working with the CRM and all this other stuff that I would be doing. And I would go see Robert Jackson and he would be, you know, he would have his arm around a new person and he would just kind of be showing them the ropes. He leaned into them and showed them that he really cared. And then these people in turn wanted to show Robert Jackson that they could do it and they could do it and, and he helped them do it. And, and it's been a story that's come up over and over and over again. Um, I wish I could take credit for the culture. I think all I did was uh, help feed the beast. Um, but our team is really where our office culture came from. They genuinely care about one another. Everybody wants to help out. Um, everybody knows where we stand with regards to um, ethics and responsibility for our own goals. It's really turned into this fun type of a sales environment. I've been in this industry for you know over 20 years and typically it feels like um, like a boiler room type or a, a call center type where you know you know you hear a lot of activity going on but nobody's having any fun you know everybody's wearing suits and ties I mean we're dressed up today <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know there's a nugget in what you said and I'll, I'll tell you what it is when I started my career I wasn't a marketing person I was a salesperson mm -hmm. and I worked for God knows how many charlatans um, where you were just there for the money. And because of that, and, you know, I was a dumb, you know, in my 20s person. Yeah. And I acted like an animal mm -hmm. because I didn't care. Like, how hard is it to get another sales job? Right. Because our why feeds into our culture and our culture feels like it's a family, people don't want to lose their job here. They, there's actually something to lose. I'm going to take that a little bit further and say that our, our team, it's, it's not only that they don't want to lose their job, but they genuinely care about our mission, like what we're trying to do for others. Um, they're, they're just, they're bought in. They're bought into what we believe in. Um, they believe it themselves. That's why these people seem to work out really well for us is, we have the same type of vision. We want to be able to, um, you know, have a steady career. We want to make good money, of course. We want to expand, but we also don't want to do it on the backs of our, uh, on the backs of our customers, right? We want to be able to close a deal, help a customer, help a vendor, make friends, and feel proud with what we've accomplished at the end of the day. And and our team follows that, and that's. I think that that's one of the reasons why we have such a great sales team is the, the, the why is a real buy-in across the team here. Absolutely. 
And another part of that why for a lot of our salespeople is what we do is cool, right? That's kind of cool. Is someone who, I'll give you an example. Some, some will call in mm -hmm. uh, and, or we'll call somebody because we, we got a, their phone number from somewhere and we ask them about what they're doing and, and they have a job. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to transition from having a job to being a business owner in, like, in the construction or trucking trades because construction equipment, trucks, they cost a lot of money. And so to be able to put somebody in a position to build their own business, to build their why, is pretty awesome. We're not just selling phone systems or something. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, in, in the couple of decades that I've been in the industry, I've been able to reflect back on the thousands of people that I've helped grow their business. Um, but it's not just about growing the business, it's that business owner trusted me to do a job and I did it and I helped them out. But they were they were able to go and take that, that business growth and turn it into college education for their kids, being able to support other families locally in the area with uh, with being able to hire additional people. Um, it, it's really cool to see the trickle-down effect of what we do um, and how it affects our customers and the families of those around them. It's really awesome. Absolutely. There's a, about six years ago, I helped uh, a, a lady start uh, a food trailer business in, in South Texas. And it is really cool because every once in a while, I'll check out that lady's Yelp reviews and people love her. Yeah, They love her business. It's clear from Yelp that she has a thriving business. Yeah. And when she came to me eight, I can't remember, seven, eight years ago, she thought she didn't have a chance at all of being able to start. Mm -hmm. A business and, and we were able to get her into uh, a food trailer mm -hmm. that launched a, a new career for her. Mm -hmm. It's really cool and unique how we're here to to help these small businesses um, and help them with their why. We have customers often that are coming back to us for their 10th or 11th mm -hmm. transaction. Uh, which is kind of nice because as a business, you market, you, you, no matter what you're doing, you're going to pay some sort of a marketing cost right. to bring in a customer. So if you treat your customers right and they come back to you 9, 10, 11, 12 times, mm -hmm. you're really amortizing that marketing cost and making that a very inexpensive, it's very inexpensive to keep a customer for life. I came across my why by accident. There was just this right. burning, I was just angry. I was angry because I was meeting all these people who were bragging to me mm -hmm. about how they were stealing. I'm gonna stop you right there and I wanna jump back to when we were having beers. Okay. When we met up for that first couple of beers, what we kind of talked about is our disdain for a lot of how the equipment finance industry currently runs itself. You know, it's kind of hubbed out of Orange County. Anybody in the industry kind of knows that. But the way that a lot of the companies and competitors go about handling their business is, you know, do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to close the deal. We we're both so fired up about it. You know, I had run into it in the past, of course, as a, as a salesperson, being a sales manager and being a 
um, trained under the, uh, under other people. I'd seen a, a million different ways that, that our industry closes deals. And a lot of them weren't really focused around one, the truth and two, the customer's best interest. Right. And, and that fired us both up. And quite frankly, is one of the reasons why I thought, you know, after you told me that you'd been interviewing me, um, I was like, well, I could definitely get along with this guy. Uh, there's not many people in this industry that I could see myself working next to for a long period of time. And it really just comes down to we see eye to eye on how people should be treated. Well, the big thing is, if you're a business owner, being able to clearly state what your why is mm -hmm. will have tremendous impacts mm -hmm. to your business. And in the show notes, which are on the blog, and if you're looking at this like on, on YouTube uh, or on like one of the, the podcast things, we're going to have a link that you can go in and you can see both Simon Sinek's famous TED Talk and he also has a book, mm -hmm. Start With Why, and there's going to be a link to Amazon. Not, it's not like some Amazon affiliate link. I, I don't need to make 50 cents every time someone buys a book. <laughs> from the 14 people that are gonna watch this podcast. But uh, actually- We have 30 people that work here, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, believe it or not, uh, you know, I looked at the, I did the podcast eight years ago originally, mm -hmm. and it was audio only, not, not video like we're doing. If you're, if you're listening to this on like iTunes or something, know that there's a video portion where you can see our ugly mugs, but, mm -hmm. um, it had been at least seven years since I had looked at the stats on that original audio podcast. Mm -hmm. Over 3,000 people have listened to that podcast, which just kind of blew me away. So mm -hmm. I'm guessing more than 14 people will hear <laughs> or see this. We are putting links to where you can download or read or watch uh, the things that Simon Sinek has said, because obviously... He's going to explain the way starting with why works much, much better than you or I will. Our why is that we want to provide business owners with transparent information so that they can make the best decisions possible for their business. And we just happen to do that mm -hmm. while we help folks finance business equipment, whether that's a truck, whether that's an MRI machine, whether that's a restaurant equipment, whether that's a bulldozer, whatever a business needs to finance, we're going to be more concerned about them getting the most appropriate financing for their situation, not whether or not they do it with us. Providing solid information so business owners can make an informed decision. Why aren't more companies doing that? Because they're not leading from the heart. There's, there will be some times when a customer is much better off going to their bank. Mm -hmm. And when they do, I'm happy to lose that revenue opportunity. It wasn't our customer. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't our customer. And if we have to pretend that the payment's going to be something other than it is, or we're going to have to jimmy the contract and do a liar thing in order to get that, I don't want that business. Mm -hmm. I just don't want it. And by being able to enunciate that or by being able to clearly state that in a way, it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to feel it. Yeah. And the way we conduct ourselves 
you can't fake it. And our customers absolutely know, our vendor partners absolutely know that they're not gonna look bad referring a customer to us. So I believe for every customer we lose by, by not lying or stealing or whatever like gets done to trick people into something that's not the best for them, mm -hmm. we're gonna gain because ultimately we're building trust with the community. And my experience has been that maybe not in the short term, but being cool always pays dividends in the long term. And one example of that, you're sitting right across from me. Mm -hmm. One of the things I did in this business when I got into this business is I made friends with all of my competitors. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I was able to make a lot of very beneficial relationships, which that wasn't necessarily my goal. My goal was just, if I'm gonna be in this business, I'm gonna be cool, I'm not gonna be like a jerk to people. Mm -hmm. But because of that, for example, you and I, even though you were at a competitor company, mm -hmm. you and I went, to, went out to go get beers and now you're my business partner. Mm -hmm. There's always been this theory that nice guys finish last and maybe in a sprint, but not in a marathon. And no. if you're running a business, I hope it's a marathon. Thanks for watching or listening. If you're listening through a podcast app, we would love it if you would be so kind as to leave a review. If you are watching this on YouTube, it would mean the world to us if you left a comment or gave us a big thumbs up. And lastly, if you're looking at us on the website, if you would let us know an episode that's of interest to you, that would be fantastic.